Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, where food bloggers come to get their fill of the latest tips, tricks, and insight into the world of food blogging. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll provide you with the tools you need to add value to your blog, and we'll also ensure you're taking care of yourself because food blogging is a demanding job. Now, please welcome your host, Megan Porta. Hello, Eat Blog Talkers. It is just you and me today, and I am going to talk through my top takeaways from 2020. First, real quick, I want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for being here, and thank you for coming back and listening to this podcast week after week, and for all of your kind words that you send me. I am so grateful for you, and I truly hope that you find value here in this podcast because that is always my number one goal. If you would head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review eBlog Talk, I would be so grateful. Go do it. Don't delay. It literally takes two minutes of your life, and those two minutes are super appreciated. They also add value here, so thank you for doing that. Also, are you thinking about diversifying your revenue streams going forward? There are so many ways for food bloggers to make money in their businesses, and we have a free email course that will help you sort through some of the possibilities waiting for you. This email course will take you through five lessons that take a deep dive into monetization strategies that will help you boost your revenue quickly. Let's get some extra cash flowing into your bank account in 2021. What do you say? Go to eblogtalk.com to get started. If you are not a member inside of the Eat Blog Talk membership community, this is a great time to join. We are implementing a new planning strategy feature where we will do quarterly planning to keep you on track throughout the year. Also in 2021, we will be sharing exclusive food blogger success stories in podcast format. This is super exciting and those will reside within the membership. We will also be bringing you new challenges and ways to connect with like-minded food bloggers. So go to eatblogtalk.com to become a member today. Let's chat about 2020 a bit. Well, for the entire episode, Uh, just saying 2020 out loud can hit some nerves. I do realize for a lot of us, it was a doozy of a year. It was a year unlike any other year. It is a year that none of us will ever forget. It's really easy to talk about the negative points from the year, but that is not what I'm going to do today. Today, I am going to talk about the good things that came from it, the lessons I have learned because good things always come from bad things, And I'm giving this to you from the standpoint of a busy food blogger and entrepreneur myself. I am going to do this top 10 style because that's how I did it last year and I love it. It's just a fun thing to do. So here are my top 10 2020 takeaways. Number 10, technology rocks. Thanks to the magic of technology, We were able to stay virtually connected throughout the year in 2020, the year of no in-person gatherings. Certainly because we were not allowed to gather in person, our time spent together virtually increased, which made me personally feel so much more connected to all of you. I made friends virtually in 2020 who I currently feel very connected to and who honestly I would trust to come over to my home and watch my children without never having met them in person. 
Even a few years ago, that concept would have sounded nuts, but today it sounds completely normal. I am so grateful that I've been able to get to know so many incredible people, you included, thanks to the magic powers of the internet and technology. We would all certainly be insane right now without those Zoom meetings we took advantage of and the forums that we talked to each other in and the emails we sent and all of that stuff. Number nine, the world needs food bloggers. There has never been a year when it's been more evident that people need us. We obviously have always known this deep down because people need food to survive and most people need recipes in order to make food that tastes good. But in 2020, we actually witnessed this in action. Not long after being told that we had to quarantine, masses of people began searching for recipes. Do you remember that? Many of us saw huge surges in our traffic because of this. I love that thought that people came to us, food bloggers, for quality recipes to make in their own kitchens. Food bloggers made a difference in 2020, which means that we make a difference all the time. We provide value and quality to the people who need to eat, uh, which is everyone, right? And that is a huge confidence booster. That is great job security as well. Nice work to you. Keep putting your content out into the world, knowing it is making a difference. Sometimes I feel like we need reminders about that, especially if we don't believe our traffic is reflecting the amount of work we're putting in. People need you and your efforts are making a difference. Number eight, it is not all about me. When the craziness started going down last March, everything began to change for all of us food bloggers. Suddenly, people were stuck at home and needing to cook more than ever before. They started searching for easy recipes, staple recipes, etc. Our analytics changed drastically. I remember a few weeks in looking at Google Analytics and thinking, the people are here. It was jolting evidence to me that I had an audience and that people needed my content. They actually wanted my recipes. It is so easy to carry on week after week and month after month thinking somehow that intangible beings are generating the traffic stats that we are peeking at. The quarantine recipe surge was a solid reminder for me that those intangible beings are actual humans with needs and desires. I honed my ideal customer avatar or my ICA in 2020, which has helped me understand and connect with my audience so much better. If you want to create your own ICA, we do have a free handy guide that walks you through this process. You can grab yours at eatblogtalk.com forward slash avatar. Number seven, adaptability for the win. I think we can all agree that adaptability was a blog and business theme, as well as probably a personal theme in 2020 for all of us. We had to adapt and we had to adapt quickly if we wanted to stay in the game. In March, things changed so drastically with how people were grocery shopping and making food at home. Yeastless bread recipes and simple ingredient recipes were suddenly really important and really popular. The bloggers who saw this and pivoted were the ones who saw their traffic go not just up, but go way, way up. 2020 aside, though, food blogging is also a constantly changing game, and 
the bloggers who are the most adaptable to the change, the constant change that we see all the time, are the ones who survive and not only survive, but thrive. Whether a pandemic strikes or a Google core update occurs or a new social media platform emerges, we have to be able to adapt without groaning. Okay, you're granted permission to do a little bit of groaning. I think we all are, especially after last year. But after you groan a little bit, it's time to shrug it off and carry on. Number six, white space protects you. Creating white space in my life is not something I have done well until very recently, 2020 to be exact. And you will hear a story about how creating white space in my life has transformed my life. Uh, I talk about that in takeaway number one. But until you get to that point, I want you to consider how much white space you allow into your own life, like today. If a new impossible to pass down opportunity landed in your lap now, would you have the space to say yes to it? If a family member needed your attention for an entire day, would your entire month of work be totally thrown off? If something kept you from sleeping all night long, a sickness or something else, would you be unable to function for an entire week? Creating white space in your life and in your business may seem totally unnecessary and maybe even counterintuitive, but it is going to save you in the long run. Schedule at least one nothing day per month into your calendar, preferably more. Commit to stop working at a certain time every day. Schedule time with loved ones and protect that time really fiercely. Stop looking at your phone and laptop before you go to bed so your quality of sleep improves. These are all great ways to add safety margins to your life, which will give you a little bit of wiggle room to experience life's surprises without them sinking you. Number five, a structure should not be built on a pile of garbage. This was a hard, deep-rooted lesson for me to learn in 2020. Since starting blogging 10 years ago, all I have ever done is continue to pile content on top of content, repeat, repeat, repeat without giving any consideration to the status of the content that was sitting on the bottom of that giant pile. This is how things used to be in blogging before the different platforms began doing updates and algorithm changes were a common theme. This might seem like a strange concept to you if you are a fairly newer blogger, but not too long ago, a blog post could take off without having a whole lot of value inside of it. The first 500 or more even blog posts that I put on my site had decent photos, good recipes, but otherwise no value. That is a lot of low quality garbage that was sitting at the very bottom of my heap of content. Halfway through 2020, I stopped creating new content and I was only republishing old content after adding value to it, of course. For the first time in my blog's entire existence, I have a handle on the madness. As of today, I can actually see the light at at the end of the tunnel, I know exactly how many posts need to be updated. I have a plan in place. Finally, it feels so good. And I plan to not publish any new content for the entire year of 2021. By the end of this year, all of my content will be updated. 
It is one of my big goals for my business, and all of it will contain actual value for my readers. So my heap of content will have no rotting bananas festering underneath the fresh out of the oven cheesecakes. No more building structures on garbage for me. Number four, diversifying revenue is a good stress reliever. Prior to 2020, I had 1.25 streams of revenue, ads on my site, and the 0.25 of that number represents very half-hearted efforts with Amazon Associates affiliate sales. Today, I have nine streams of revenue, which seems crazy to even say that out loud. Side note, though, most of the nine streams do not bring in bucket loads of money yet, but the money comes in nonetheless. Money is money, right? Also, prior to 2020, I was always so stressed when summer rolled around because my traffic has historically dipped in the summertime, which has always meant a dip in revenue as well. I would approach every summer on tiptoes and I'd start getting really super stingy and weird with my money once spring rolled around because I was anticipating what was to come. This was a problem, you guys. I love summer and I love experiencing summer. I live in a very cold state. So we get out, we enjoy, we travel in our RV. So it was a really big problem that uh, a money issue was clashing with something that I should have been enjoying. Now it's the beginning of the year. So my traffic and revenue have done their usual January dip, but I'm not feeling frantic as I look ahead to summer this year. I have other things in motion that I can tap into to relieve that stress. If you have limited streams of revenue like I did for so long, don't beat yourself up about it and don't stress out. There's never a bad time to expand your horizons. And there are so many ways to do this. At Eat Blog Talk, we have created a monetization ebook for you. And we did this in 2020 to help you with this very problem. The ebook is called Conversations on Monetization. And I'm not mentioning this to sell it. I'm mentioning it because I genuinely think it will help you if you are struggling with monetizing and knowing how to do that. The book is jam-packed with great ways to monetize and branch out and diversify, even if you already have a handful of avenues you're currently juggling. You can go to eblogtalk.com or visit the show notes for this episode to grab your digital copy. Number three, there is always a positive spin and there is always room for light. Most people, when asked about 2020, would probably refer to it as a dark year. It was tough. It was challenging. It was difficult. At times, it was mind-boggling. So I don't deny any of that. Those are the first words that come to mind because negativity tends to prevail over positivity, especially if you watch the news frequently or if you have people in your life who worry a lot and express that worry and anxiety. Early in the summer of last year, when all kinds of crazy stuff was going down, I made the decision to step away from the noise. I relied on getting important bits of news from my husband and his circle of friends who always stay very well informed and who keep a level head. And I shut absolutely every other piece of noise out. For me, that meant no news. I don't typically watch the news anyway, but during that stretch, like nothing was allowed to come into my eyes or ears. 
no Facebook and no spending time with people who are going to express their anxious thoughts and their worries and their ideas. Doing this enhanced the quality of my life so drastically. And P.S. here, I am not making a case for being uninformed. I think everyone should stay informed and you need to figure out how to do that in a productive way. But shutting out the noise for me allowed me to see the good things that were happening all around me. This simple act snowballed into working on myself more than I had ever done before. And also it snowballed into many good things happening with my business and it really was a huge game changer. This concept applies to food blogging too, because negative, scary, uncertain things happen all the time within our little world. As you know, Google updates and sweeping Pinterest changes as we saw last year, and even watching others succeed who we feel aren't working as hard as we are. There are all kinds of things we can get down in the dumps about if we allow that negativity to creep in. 2020 taught me that it is okay to shut off the noise when needed in order to see the many, many good things that are surrounding me in any given moment. Once you begin to see more of the positive than the negative, you become a light. And when you are a light, you are a positive force that others appreciate. Whether a pandemic is happening or not, Be a light in our little food blogging corner of the world. It does not always seem like this is a possibility, but it is always possible to do this. Number two, there's never a better time than now. 2020 did a good job of teaching us all that life is short, life is precious, life is fragile, and at any given moment, a global pandemic and chaotic elections can flip us off our feet and turn our worlds completely upside down. With that in mind, there is never a better time than now to do those things your heart is calling you to do. For some of us, 2020 caused us to take action and others may have been stopped in their tracks and for valid reasons completely. As I speak, you may have dreams for your business that have been brewing for a while and that you have not taken action on. Now is the time to bring them to life. Why not? Take one small step today toward making your dreams a reality. And my number one takeaway from 2020, hands down, is self-care is key. This was by far my biggest takeaway from 2020. I have talked about this in other episodes and on other podcasts, so bear with me if you've already heard this story but I feel it's worth repeating because it was so transformative for me. I've got to give the pandemic and quarantine props because without them, I don't believe this would have dawned on me. Last spring, toward the end of the strictest part of quarantine, so at the end of May here in Minnesota, I noticed that I was feeling just off the charts frazzled and not frazzled in the sense that I'd just been quarantined at home for months, but frazzled in the sense that I just felt burnt out. This did not make an ounce of sense to me because I had not left my home in months. I had no new projects on my plate and nothing extra was going on in my life. I remember thinking to myself, wait a second, something is not right with the situation. I knew in my gut that something was wrong and I knew some changes needed to be made. 
I took a really long, hard look at my priorities and my habits, and I realized that I just was not taking care of myself, not at all. I decided to do a little experiment. I made a few tweaks to my then habits, which individually seemed small, but when I put them all together, they were actually really big. I knew I'd have to keep up with the changes consistently too, so I made a commitment to just not give up on them. Here are the changes that I made. I stopped checking email on my phone completely, which might not seem like a big deal to some of you listening, but for me, it was a very big deal. I was a complete email junkie, checking it on my phone constantly, and for what? I have no idea why I was doing that. It was just a habit, honestly. I also started putting my work away at five o'clock every night, even if I was right in the middle of a project. I even put my laptop in a different room to make sure I wasn't tempted to open it. I also put restrictions on social media usage. And after doing all of this for three months, I saw astounding results. I'm just going to go through the changes that I saw in both my personal and business lives. The changes in my personal life. All of my relationships improved, some of them drastically, I would say. I was sleeping better, which helps everything, as you know. I was making better choices with what I was putting into my body. And I experienced a mental freedom and overall just joy and happiness that I had never felt before. On a personal and mental level, 2020 was the happiest year of my life. And I hesitate to even say that out loud because there's such a conflicting overall mood about the year, but it's the truth. That is how my year went down. I too struggled with so much of what happened in our world, but personally and mentally, I felt better than ever. I have just felt more at peace with who I am and where I'm at, and I've never been this anxiety-free before, and I've never felt as rested. I definitely have my days and my weeks where I'm exhausted and feeling stressed and overwhelmed, but overall, my experiment that I am still going strong with, by the way, was a massive success. And here are the changes that I saw in my business after my experiment. This is the part that I did not see coming. Things changed in my business in such a massive way during my little self-care challenge. I broke through to making six figures for the first time in my entire food blogging career. Work opportunities started falling into my lap. So many smart, inspiring peers and friends were suddenly on my radar and in my life that I have learned so much from and I value so very much. I gained clarity about which projects I should be working on that were actually going to move my business forward. All of this happened with much less time spent working than ever before. I spent so much less energy and less time with my laptop or my phone staring back at me and more time with my family. And I experienced an explosion with my business, a good explosion. (laughs) So the moral of the story is this, experiment with introducing more self-care into your life and you will see the results if you commit to sticking with it. It seems completely counterintuitive that taking care of yourself and working less would bring about results, but this stuff works, you guys. 
So this is from me to you 2020. Thank you for this lesson in particular because it probably would have taken me another entire decade to learn this without your jolting lessons. That is a wrap on my top 10 takeaways from 2020. These are so different from my takeaways from 2019. But if you haven't listened to my takeaways from 2019, there's really valuable stuff packed in there as well. So go listen to that episode too. You can find the show notes for this episode at eblogtalk.com forward slash 2020 takeaways if you want to reference it. Send me an email and you guys tell me what I missed. What did you take away from 2020? Is there anything that you saw as a positive spin that maybe others didn't? Or maybe you just thought it was a completely wash of a year. I want to hear your thoughts. Send me an email at megan at eatblogtalk.com. As always, thank you for listening, food bloggers. I love you guys and I will see you next time. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.